Uh, welcome to the Gentleman Ultra podcast. Um, today, I'm very excited to be joined by Brazilian journalist and uh, working for ESPN in Brazil, Leonardo Bertozzi. Leonardo, welcome. Thanks for joining me. Hi, Frank. Whoa. Uh, thank you so much for the invitation. I'm a huge fan of the podcast and, of course, Italian football. We're talking from Sao Paulo, Brazil right now. And I do the, the commentary on the Serie A games here. We're doing the, the derby this weekend. And Serie A has always been very, very followed here. So it's a real pleasure, pleasure for me. Oh, that's that's awesome. It's a it's an honor for me to have you on the show. Yeah. So tell me, how did you how did you um establish a, a fandom uh for Italian football? Is that something you've always followed since you were little, or is that something you've grown to love across the across the course of time? Frank, I, I have to say, uh, my generation. I'm I'm from the I'm from 1980, so I'm 41, almost 42, and we we really grew up with Italian football here because uh, in the in the second part of the 80s, it was broadcast live here in 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 free TV uh, every Sunday. We had the now we have matches every day, but Sunday. But <laughs> at the time, it was only the Sunday. So what happened? Um, we had the the Formula One starting at nine o'clock here, and then the the Italian football at eleven o'clock, uh, and it was a Formula One Formula One mad country back then because you had uh, Nelson Piquet, then Ayrton Senna, uh, so it was like a ritual. We we watched the Formula One, then the the Italian football, and of course they had the the best players, they had the best teams. It was like wow, well, um, it, it was uh, those players we we only got to see in the World Cup. Now we could see them every week, and we got to see Maradona, we got to see Platini, we got to see Ruth Gullit and Van Basten, and, and and all those amazing players. And uh, I have to say, uh, in the in the eighties, we had a little bit of trauma with, with Italian football because of the World Cup in in nineteen eighty two. It, it was for many many Brazilians the most painful defeat ever uh, because well uh, the the seven one was too far away <laughs> and 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 nineteen fifty uh, the loss to Uruguay was still uh, for the older the guys to remember so the defeat in eighty two because it was a much loved team. Uh, was really painful for many because they played beautiful football. They really hoped to win the World Cup in, in Spain in 82, and it didn't happen because of Italy. But many players from that team went to play in Italy after. So uh, Falcão and, and, and Socrates and Edinho. So Cerezo, of course, was amazing for us for Roma and Sampdoria. So there was this strange connections. Uh, uh, trauma because of 82, but first of all, admiration because the the best players in the world were in Italy, so we love it to watch it. It was uh, really a, an amazing period because, well, uh, we are soccer mad, football mad here, and and we love seeing, of course, the greatest players. Mm. Yeah, and that and that match is, you know, if if you've never if if somebody had never ever watched football in their life and you wanted to sit them down in front of the TV to watch one game. That Brazil Italy match is probably arguably yeah. the best game of all time. I think, anyway. Yeah, no, you have, you have you just have to see it, and and it caused a, a, a little uh, distorted perception here because uh, uh, they they treat many 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 people still treat that game as a defeat for football because they they believe it Italy had negative tactics and 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 went from the first round drawing their three games and they they didn't have such a, a flair style like Brazil had 
But if you if you come back and see that game, Italy played uh, their their best game in in years, and they they really deserve it that win. They really deserve it, and um they they say Brazil should had uh, stay with the two two because uh, the the draw favored Brazil to go ahead. But it wasn't uh, that a problem. The Italy third goal, Brazil has all the players inside their area. And just Paulo Rossi was unstoppable that day and, and in that last matches in the World Cup 82. It, it's still a classic. And and I hope uh, from uh, with time, they can also appreciate that Italy team because they, they were deserved winners. And and that's football. You know, you, you can be uh, as a great team. You can lose a match. It's It's just part of football. But but for many many of of people who lived '82, it's really really hard to swallow because that's that's a, I, I I dare say you that many many older people love the '82 team much more than the '94 team. But the '94 team won against Italy in, in, on penalties in, in the final. But it, it wasn't such a, a beautiful team to watch. <laughs> uh, they were built to win. They won. But uh, it's really uh, curious how how. Some relations are are different uh, with the team of '82 and the team of '94. Yeah, yeah, and and in Brazil, it seems to be very black and white. Either you win the World Cup or you or you lose. That's it. Yeah, and so yeah, and that and that's funny because uh, the the '82 are, are not seen as losers, and and you know m- many of the '94 players are, are a little bothered by that because they say, "Whoa, we we came here, we won after 34 years. The uh, Brazil hadn't, hadn't won the World Cup since the 1970, and and you still talk about 82. Talk about us, you know? <laughs> we are the winners. We have a gold medal. Uh, we yeah, gold medal. we we do. But 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 it's funny. It's funny. The um, even in, in this culture that you have to win, you have to win. The the losers of 82 are uh, revered and loved. And mm-hmm. well, I I didn't mention Zico, who went to play for Udinese late. But Zico, uh, he, he's an idol for Flamengo, which is the biggest fan base here. They they say to have, to have, to have forty million fans, so he's loved, and, and and the other players are loved too. And well, that, that that's really nice for them because uh, they know they they left a mark, even not they they didn't win. And we got to see them here after um, because the, the the matches were broadcast here in uh, from Italy. Mm. Yeah. So you mentioned. You do some commentary work and some analysis work uh, over in Brazil for ESPN. How did you How did you start start uh, your commentary career? How did you start your analysis career? Well, Frank, uh, I because I really loved football in all this this nuances. I dreamt I dreamt about being a football journalist, so I I studied there. Uh, I I did the university for journalism. I'm graduated, and I. I wanted to to do writing mostly. Uh, I did internet writing, and first I had a, a website again about uh, European football in the in the two thousands. But uh, I got an invitation to first to 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 work in another website which covered uh, international football in a in a general way, and I got the invitation to to be on TV to do some some TV shows about football and in. 2009, I got the invitation for ESPN to be a commentator, and I started doing the Eredivisie, the Dutch football, and then came other opportunities and and Champions League, and I I I was really proud to do a, a Real Madrid Milan game in in 2010 in the Bernabeu, 
and then it, it went from there. And we we had lost the Serie A TV right from from a couple of years, but they came back last year. And from them, I I've been doing the the commentary in many matches. And I know, you know, uh, today it's really hard to compete with the Premier League here uh, because it's the league everyone wants to watch and Real Madrid and Barcelona and, and those those teams. But because of the of the memory of the golden years, we still have a big uh, a big fan base for the Serie A here. So this year, the Serie A has a Twitter uh, account from, only for Brazil. Uh, it's starting now and it's and it's getting bigger so they they know there's a huge audience they know there's there's a, a huge interest and we we got really good ratings uh the weekend we had uh, Juventus Roma and we hope to to keep doing good yeah. and for me it's a pleasure because uh, uh Frank I chose to to learn Italian and to to and to study I I went to a bilingual school when I was when I was a teenager it was Portuguese Italian because I wanted because of the football, because I love the Serie A and uh, and I uh, I I watched uh, as a kid the World Cup in '90. They say, "Well, it was a bad World Cup." Well, I I was nine years old, so I don't care if it was a bad World Cup. You know, I watched every match, I watched every game. I love that Italy team. I love it, uh, Volta Zenga and Toto Schilacci and and those guys. So for me, uh, it was really nice, and I and, and I said, "Well, I, I want to 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 be closer to Italy." Then, of course, I learned about my Italian roots. I learned about my background because, but I I, I chose to learn Italian because uh, my passion for for Italian football. Mm-hmm. So he mentioned your Italian background, and also we know there's a, a lot of uh, Italian um, Italians migrated to Brazil. Give us a yeah. a quick rundown of the geography of the country and and where the large uh, Italian heritage sort of settled and also the influence they had on football in Brazil, like domestic club football. Of course, uh, uh, Frank, we, I live in Sao Paulo and there's a huge, huge Italian community here. We, we even had uh, have a, an Italian neighborhood, it's called uh, Bixiga, and there are many cantinas and, and Italian restaurants and it's really nice to go there uh, with all the loud music and partying and, and, and all those things. And they settle around here in the in the south of Minas Gerais, which is the nearby state. And from here to the, the south of Brazil, because the temperatures are, are nicer, because uh, in the northeast, there's a lot of, of heat. They like to go there for the vacations, but uh, they, they wouldn't adapt living here, I believe. So uh, there was a huge, there is a huge Italian influence here, and um, and also in football because they 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 created teams in those regions. Uh, here where I live, I live like four blocks from the Pale- from the Palmeiras Stadium, and Palmeiras was called Palestra Italia in the beginning. It was founded by Italians. They had to change the name because of the World War II and mentions to Italy were forbidden. So here and in Minas Gerais, there was another Palestra Italia, which now is Cruzeiro. Uh, they also had to change names, but there, there's two teams with uh, huge Italian heritage, and and they even uh, they they had a special uniforms the last years to to remember Italy, to to re- relate to Italy in a, in a certain way. So yeah, there there is a huge Italian influence. Pa- Palmeiras had an Italian player in the 90s, Marco Ozio from Parma, because they were. They, they they had a partnership with Parmalat, uh, which was going strong in football. <laughs> then we discovered it was money laundering and stuff. <laughs> but uh, Palmeiras had a, 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 a 
practically the Brazilian national team playing for them because they had so much money. And they came, they, they brought Marco Ozio here because they were to establish the, this relationship with Parma, with Italy, with Parma a lot. So they, they even had an Italian player in the 90s. Mm, wow, that's, that's a blowout. Yeah, it's, a, it's amazing the, the connection. Like for me growing up even, there's something special about watching the, 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 the gold or the yellow of Brazil and the blue of Italy. And when you see them yeah. playing against each other, it just it, it just sets something off in your mind, doesn't it? They have a special yeah, vibe. Yeah, of course. And and for me, uh, it's a bit hard because I, I really loved Italy. I really loved the national team. Of course, I was really happy in, in, in 94 when Brazil won because, well, I was 13 years old. Never, never had seen Brazil win a World Cup. So it, it was really special back then. But uh, uh, I still wish we, Italy to do well. Uh, we... We had a, a meeting last year from the the, the Italian uh, related journalists here in Brazil to watch the the final against England. We had a party. We celebrated a lot, <laughs> and it's 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 really it's really a pity that uh, Italy is out of the World Cup again. In in 2014, the World Cup was here in Brazil, and I and I was sent to to cover as a journalist the the Italy team. So I stayed with them practically all the time. I went to all the matches. And well, they they went home early, so uh, it was really a pity. But but they stay here in Mangaratiba, which is a uh, near here to Janeiro. It's a it's a beach little city, and it was unfortunate because uh, they they seemed very very affected by the heat in the in the the, the games they lost against Costa Rica and against uh, Uruguay, of course against Uruguay <laughs> with VAR. Uh, maybe Suarez wouldn't have done what he did. <laughs> And it was crazy because we we really believed that Italy could could go more ahead, especially after beating England in the in the first match. But you know, it's football. It was a pity because I, I was really enjoying to be close to the, the to the team, to interview the players every day. You know, to talk to Buffon, to talk to De Rossi, to talk about such uh, great Pecchiellini. Uh, but well, it wasn't meant to be. Anyway, it was a, an amazing experience for me back then. So you mentioned you've been you've been doing this for a while, obviously. Mm -hmm. And you talked about the Premier League, how it's pretty big. Have you, have you noticed mm -hmm. now that a lot of Brazilians are, are going overseas much younger? Like yeah. they're not even staying to play in Brazil for one or two seasons, then yeah, moving to yeah. Holland or or somewhere, a, a, a lighter league, and then move to the mm -hmm. big the big leagues? Yeah, it's it's changed a lot. Uh, like since the '95, when the, the Bosman law came, so it was uh, there was more room to to teams in Europe to to search for uh, foreign talent. But uh, back then, we uh, we still had a, an economy which was which was going strong here. So we it, there was like a disparity of the dollar and the real, which is the the currency here. And today we don't have it. You know, it's five for one. So it's it's really hard to to team to to keep their talent here uh in 94 we had Romario winning the world cup and six months later he just left barcelona to come back to brazil to pay for flamengo it's today it's just unthinkable it, it it wouldn't happen uh the team i support atletico mineiro brought tafarel from italy and he was the, the starter of the of the national team so uh, today it, it just wouldn't happen because there there is this disparity and we still have management problems in Brazil. Teams are uh, are associations, and not many of them are are well run. So we are trying to. We still don't have a, a established league. The the national championship is run by the the confederation. Uh, so we still have many problems in Brazil. And, and on top of that, of course, there is the this, the economic disparity. So uh, 
like a Premier League team, they they knock on the door and they know they they can bring those players because they they just have much much money. Mm. Well, uh, it's a pity because we, we don't get to see many for 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 many time the the players here. For example, uh, Vinicius Junior, he he made uh, just a handful appearances from Flamengo here and 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 then went to Real Madrid to to develop and. And it really, it really happens a lot. Uh, it's a pity, but we we adapt to that. No, it's not like before. It, it, when you, you went to play abroad, it, you you had the success here. You you won titles here, and then you went when in your 23, 24 years old. But we you you had the the history here first. Mm. You know, I guess that's why the World Cup qualifying campaign, even though it's so long, is good mm-hmm. for the South American teams because all the players go home again. <laughs> Yeah, and you get, and, to see, you get to see them live in person, and they have to come here because uh, another thing happening to Brazil is that because the the, the sponsors and the TVs pays a lot to see Brazil, Brazil do uh, does a lot of friends uh, friendlies in Europe uh, or in the United States. So there was a time they 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 joked here, "Whoa, the Emirates Stadium is the new Brazilian national team house because they play more there than here." So well, the the qualifications are the the opportunity to to see that player the, those players uh, around here. Um, and, and it's your problem here because um, the, the 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 football is not well organized. So the calendar is crazy. Uh, we don't stop the league when the national team plays. So uh, when some players is, call, is called up from a Brazilian team, uh, the, the fans don't like and they, and then complain. Uh, so it, it's like a, the, the, a confused relationship with the Celestial yeah. in those periods. Yeah, the club versus country. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So for those that don't know, and I, I vaguely know it, but uh, not mm. to the extent of yourself, if you had to explain the Brazilian championship to someone from <laughs> far, because <laughs> I know you have your state championships. Yes. And there's, yeah, and then it goes to the national or the regional mm-hmm. uh, championships. How would you explain it to somebody from, from, from Australia, for example, who's never watched okay. the game of Brazilian football? Well, well, the Brazilian league is, it's pretty straightforward. It's it's like the Italian. It's 30, 38 rounds, uh, home and away. It's easy to explain. But we don't have only the national league. We have also, of course, the Brazilian Cup. Uh, all the all the the main teams play. But we have, as you mentioned, the states leagues because the 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 football here because Brazil is so big. It was. It started around the, the state leagues. So for many many years, uh, Brazil didn't have a, a established national league uh, since this uh, 1971. Before that, we had the the Taça Brasil, which was a uh, uh, cup uh, like the Champions League was. No, again, uh, state uh, champions not, yeah. playing knockout play state champions playing against each other the the main states entered just in the final round so you could you could, you could win with uh, four or six games but um, a few years from from now the national federation recognizes those teams also as brazilian champions so actually from 50 from 1959 we have brazilian champions and from 1971 we have the the brazilian national league but the league the the league format is just from uh, 2003 before we had the the the, the group phase and the, and the knockouts and and, and I, we only have a uh, uh, 20 years of a uh, home and away league it's it's a very little uh, time so what happened we have for a semester 
the state leagues. The, the, it, just for you to imagine, it's like we had a league with um, Milan and Inter and Monza and Cremonese and Atalanta and other Lombardia teams. Yeah. And they played each other for three, five months to see uh, who's the, the state champion. And so, but, but it's still very popular here uh, because the, there's the rivalries. We get, you get derbies here in Sao Paulo, for example. You, you, you have Sao Paulo and Palmeiras and Corinthians and Santos. In Rio, you have Flamengo, Vasco, uh, Fluminense, and Botafogo, and there's a lot of derbies, so you have to beat your rival. Uh, so it's hard to let them go. And the, the state federations, they are politically very strong in the in the CBF, in the in the national confederation, because they 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 have voting rights. Uh, they have uh, stronger voting rights. They have uh, uh, three votes for federation. So uh, they they keep this calendar, which is problematic because. Uh, the, the calendar here starts in January, uh, no preseason at all, or two, two weeks preseason, and they go to April or May, and then start the Brazilian league. Uh, you can get to to play like uh, 80 times a year if you go if you go far in the in the in the cups, if you go far in the in the South American competition. So it's it's really crazy, and so it, you just can't stop the league for the national team to play because there's no room, <laughs> and it's really crazy because. Uh, uh, when you get uh, like a Copa America, we get the World Cup qualifications. You just don't have your players. There's not. It sounds yeah. like they never stop at all. Yeah. So, yeah, if, you so win, if you win, if you win your state championship, then do you go? Do you? Is there no promotion relegation? Or do you just win the state championship and that's it. No, you, you win the state championship. Uh, um, um, so, do the, do the big teams push back against that and want to only play in the Brazilian championship? We're starting to 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 get a feel that for that now because they also get TV money from that and you know the yeah. the, the the what what do they think? Well, more games, yeah. uh, more money, uh, which they are starting to think in Europe now because they are expanding the Champions League and and they also are are, are looking for more and more and more matches. So it's not different here. So mm -hmm. uh, it, it's a, it's really hard to change. Also because of the of the cultural background of those leagues. Uh, they uh, they also they they always ask, whoa, my uh, I'm gonna count the Pelé goals, and they say, whoa, my, but oh, how 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 many goals in the state league? <laughs> yeah, but the state league was the main league back then. You know, <laughs> uh, you, you have to explain sometimes because people think football uh, in the 60s or was like now, but no. Uh, when Pelé won the Campeonato Paulista, which is the state league, he was huge, and those in the and the teams he played were hard to play because they they. They, they they had the, the, those strengths of those leagues. They, they were played for for most mo, the most part of the years. Not today. Today the Brazilian league had had thirty eight rounds, but not then. Uh, you you played the you you played the state league, and then you you played like four four six matches against the the other states. Mm -hmm. But of course, uh, now this change. But it's it's really hard to for 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 anyone who comes from another country <laughs> to understand. Because it's it's really a cultural thing, you know. Just football, football, and more football. Yeah. Do you do you ever get you you must see so much of it? Do you ever get jaded and just want to have a break and switch oh. off, take the headset <laughs> off, and stop commentating for a while? Oh no, I I really enjoy my my football. It's 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 not a it's not a, a sacrifice at all. Yeah. But uh, I mean, for 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 players in Brazil, it's hard because it's very tiring and. And th this year we're going to stop a little bit earlier because of the World Cup, but 
uh, in a normal year, you play until the December. Uh, when when a Brazilian team wins the the Libertadores, the the South American League, they they get to play the World Cup uh, with with another clubs, uh, and they they go till mid December, mm. and then they have the vacation, and they they have to come back after the last season <laughs> have started, and the, and those teams have to play with with young players because they they just have to give it. It's law. You have to give 30, 30 days vacation to every player. But they, they sometimes they overlap the seasons because uh, there's no room. Yeah. So you so you mentioned young players there. Were you you were fortunate enough to see a, a young Ronaldo before he moved to yeah. Europe? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I did. I did. I, I, I'm from Belo Horizonte, you know, and and that's where he started professionally in Cruzeiro in '93. And I, I got to see the 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 first matches he did, and it was uh, mind blowing. I went with my grandfather, and my my grandfather have the had a fixed seats in the Mineirão, which is the big stadium there. It was where, uh, where was the seven one in, in with Germany in twenty fourteen, <laughs> and he had the, those fixed seats. So we went to every match. I, I support Atlético Mineiro, but we went to every match. Atlético Cruzeiro, America. We just love to to go to the football, no? And we got to see Ronaldo, and he was. Uh, Crazy, crazy, crazy! What or oh, the things he did with seventeen years old? He was so smart and so and so fast and so clever. There's a there's a very famous goal he he, he did uh, against Bahia. It was a, a game he scored five goals. Uh, one of them, the keeper, he was a, he was a Uruguayan veteran called Rodolfo Rodriguez, and he just let the ball on the ground to to adjust his gloves. And when he did that, Ronaldo just realized and he, he went there, he took the ball from him and he scored the goal. He was really, really clever. Uh, and then there's a, there's a famous uh, uh, interview he, he, he does after and he asks the reporter, Whoa, did, you, did you catch that? Did you tape that? <laughs> it was really funny. As a supporter, less funny because uh, he played against my team and he was... <laughs> uh, luckily, he, he, he was sold uh, in less than, a, uh, less than a year after he debuted because PSV from, from Netherlands came and, and took him. What can you say? He was 17 and they took him for the world, to the World Cup in 94. Mm. He didn't get to play a minute in 94, but he was a world champion with 17 years old. And, wow, I really remember his seasons in Italy. I was watching from home the, the game here. He, he blew his, his knee and it, it's, it's really painful to remember, you know, because he was coming back and when when he came in that match against Lazio, we were, whoa, Ronaldo is back. And, and then had that happened, and it was a real shock here because the, the first season with Inter, the 97, 98, whoa, well, uh, he, he was unstoppable, just like he was in Barcelona. So it's it was uh, crazy, crazy, crazy to watch. Mm. But, well, uh, everything went well in the in the end. And the, the coach Scolari had a, a real nice feeling to believe in his recovery because many people in Brazil, when, when he blew his knee the second time, they thought, well, uh, that's a pity, but he's a former player now. And everyone loved Romario here. Even he was uh, reaching 40 years old. People remembered 94 and he was still scoring goals here. And they think, they think, well, let's just take Romario to the World Cup because he didn't go in 98. He was injured. But uh, Filipão had personal issues with him. And no, I'm taking Romario. I'm taking Ronaldo, uh, sorry. 
and he did. And Ronaldo uh, came back in like in March, three months from the World Cup, and he did what he did in the World Cup. He scored eight goals, two goals in the final, and he became this national hero. So it's, it was really nice. Yeah, is he? Is it? Was he the probably the best player you've seen live in person out of all the players in Brazil? Oh, oh, uh, yeah, in Brazil. Uh, uh, well, I got to see Ronaldinho too. So Ronaldinho played for my team, so he was better. <laughs> uh, and uh, Ronaldinho, I, I I got to see him after the, he was best player in the world, after he played from Barcelona, Milan. When he came back, he came back to Flamengo you know, in, in, in 2011. But in 2012, when he left Flamengo, the, he, he went to Atlético Mineiro, my team, and I didn't believe at first. Uh, the the day he 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 got to the the training ground, and nobody knew. And then the helicopter they got helicopter shots from. There's Ronaldinho. What? <laughs> I don't believe it. And he wasn't playing great in Flamengo. He had uh, relationship issues, and and everybody think, whoa, he's crazy. The 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 team is crazy, but um, he he had an amazing year. He helped Atlético to to be second in the league and go to the Libertadores and then won the Libertadores in the in, in the next year. So he, he he's one of the, those players to be an, an continental champion in Europe and then in South America. And of course he he he, he didn't have this commitment. He was a very training like guy. Yeah. <laughs> he he, he enjoyed his life. He's a party guy, and everybody understood that. And and then he he didn't play well for many for much much time. But the the when he was motivated, he was just different. He 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 was magic, really magic. So it was a pleasure to watch him in the field. And it's it's must be hard too because there's so many young players that leave to go overseas. Like yeah. you think of uh, Matthias Henrique, he's at Sassuolo now. Yeah, and yeah. He looks yeah, like yeah. a fantastic player, but. No one takes seems to take any notice of him at times. Or then you got someone like Allison who went to Roma, sort of uh, under the radar, so to speak, and he she, just yeah. became a monster in goal for them. Yeah, uh, we, we, we just you can't, got, you can't pick it. Can yeah, you? yeah, you, you just get proud. Allison, Allison ma ma uh, managed to get minutes and important matches with International in Porto Alegre, so. He, he 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 just made a, a few steps here be, before leaving, but uh, yeah, it's it's hard. But it, it, that's a funny thing. You you develop a, a, an interest in, in those players when 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 one one of those players plays for your your team, you you like to follow him. You like to to see him grow. So it's it's a different kind of relationship, you know. And then of course there's the the solidarity mechanism uh, when you sell a player. Now you 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 think of of getting uh, 10% or 15% of a future sale. It's a way to still uh, hope that those players get get sold again and your team get some money uh, because that, that's what you can do. You can see them in the in the pitch here for many times. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned your, your grandfather there and your, your father. Were the, is it your dad as well? Were they all football fans, your family? Did you come from a family of football lovers? Well, uh, th this grandfather is from my, my mother's side, and he was not from the Italian side. Yeah. Uh, but he was a football mad. He 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 taught he taught me many things about football. I remember oh, we watching the 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 the, league, the the Italian league in the in the uh, already in the nineties, mm -hmm. and he 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 said to me I was like well um, seventeen eighteen years old, and and he talked to me. Look, uh, uh, 
pay attention to this Zidane guy. <laughs> like, he, <laughs> like the, watch, watch when the ball comes to him, how, how he, he just stops the ball and he, he looks around and he... And, And, and and because of my grandma grandfather I began noticing whoa he, he knew he knew his football you know because he, <laughs> then he became what he became and it, it was really nice to go to him uh, we 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 went to the matches until the the 1994 then he was a little older and he, he stopped going but he still liked to to watch in the in the television the games mm. but my my Italian roots are from the other side from my from my father's side um from the side of his uh, grandmother from Campania and from the side of his grandfather, which are the Bertozzi's from the Tuscany uh, region. It was, they came from a little, little town called Palazzolo Sulsenio, which is uh, the, the Firenze pro, uh, provincia, but very, very, very near to the Emilia-Romagna border. Uh, I didn't go there yet. I really wish I could. I, I, I'm in the process of, of getting the, the, the citizenship, the Italian passport. Oh, I mean, I, I, it, it's a little bureaucratic, like, like everything in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> But I hope to get it soon. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, was your grandfather able to see you uh, commentating in your analyst work, like on TV and stuff? Oh well, um, he, he was he he got the mention in the in the last years. Uh, I believe he didn't he didn't get to 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 enjoy it, you know. Yeah. But he nice, he yeah. saw me he saw me graduate. He saw me going down this path. So I believe he was very very proud of me. Anyway, we we lost his like like uh, three years ago. But I, I really believe oh, yeah. he was proud and, and he was such an inspiration for me because of that. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's really good. Yeah, there's always someone like the same with my dad. I always talk yeah. about my dad. It's it's like a connection you have, and all the conversations yeah. all revolve around football. You know, always, yes, yes, yes. It yes, always yes. gets back uh, to football. Uh, yeah. uh, today we we have this this weekly show about Brazilian football. It calls uh, it's called Linha de Passe. It's like a, a, a passing lines in, in English, yeah. and 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 we we watched the show together when, when I was younger. So whenever I'm there, I remember him, and, and it's really nice to remember. And then it's not it's not only a weekly show anymore. We have the show bef- uh, after every important match here in Brazil. Like this week, we have the Libertadores semifinals. We have a Flamengo player playing Flam- uh, Palmeiras and Atlético Paranaense player. So we we had those the this show uh, after every match, and I remember he he loved to watch it. So it's really nice to me to to yeah, be there. That's cool, isn't it? Really nice, yeah. really nice uh, connection. Yeah. So I'll. Uh... Who are some of your favorite Brazilians that have gone past? You know, we've we've seen uh, Maicon, we've seen Careca, there's been yeah. uh, Jorinho, uh, Kaká, Falcao. Well, uh, is there any that you are your stand your standouts or your favorites that have played in Italy? Well, uh, when when I started, uh, I have to say Ronaldo above everyone because uh, it was crazy but uh, w- when i was starting working as a journalist uh, it has to be kaka because uh, it was just crazy when 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 he went to 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 milan and rivaldo also went to milan and rivaldo was a he he played two amazing world cups in 98 and in and in 2002 and we we are really thinking he would do well in it and well it just didn't happen And with Kaká, Kaká was was young, was a promising uh, player. But we thought, well, he's he's not gonna get many minutes in Milan. Will he? he he's gonna be sent on loan or something, uh, because Milan 
look at those players. They're, they're European champions and they have Rui Costa and they have all those players. And then uh, they, they tell the story, you know, and that uh, Ancelotti thought he was a, an university student when he came because his, <laughs> he has this, this richy guy appearance and, and, and pretty guy and Gattuso <laughs> said, well, <laughs> who's this guy? And then, and then there's the story that Gattuso saw him, him do two, two or three runs, two or three mm. kicks in training and he said whoa this guy is gonna win the champions league <laughs> <laughs> and, and so wow, wow yeah and and kaka is of course the last brazilian player to win the the ballon d'or to win the fifa world cup uh, the fifa world player award and we are very proud of of this award here because romario got it and ronaldinho got it and romario and rivaldo and then kaka everybody uh, Believes he, Neymar can still win. He was nominated it. four or five times, wasn't he? And then he won right at the end, I think, from memory. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, Kaká won in, in the year of the the Champions League win, the, the 2007, because he was uh, it was an amazing year. He, he was playing more ahead, no, uh, and Ancelotti was very smart to to understand he he could play closer to the goal because of his acceleration. And I remember the the two matches against Manchester United, especially the 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 one in the Old Trafford. It's 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 glorious. It's it's really cool to remember. It's really nice to watch. There's there's this run he makes, and the, the, the he makes the the Manchester United defenders to to clash against each other because they can get him. Yeah, Kaká was well. Uh, it was really really nice to see. And then the, there's the the Inter guys from the 2010. You mentioned Michael, but Julio Cesar was the best player in the world in in 2010, and and Lucio was a, Lucio a, a an amazing well. defender. Yeah, so the there there was that 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 Brazilian background in that amazing team with with Eto, with Milito, with Cambiaso. But uh, Brazilians ha had a, a very important role. Julio Cesar makes a stop against Barcelona. In the semifinals, which uh, I just don't believe he got that that shot from that special Messi shot in yeah, the in yeah. the corner, yep. and he I, just I gets see, it. I can see it already. I know exactly the one. Yeah, yeah. He, he he he. They were they were amazing. So it's really nice, and and, and of course today we, we also we, we have our Brazilians, but not as as the main characters uh, in Italian football. I, I'm really hoping for Bremer in Juventus because he he he's one of those guys who left early. He he mm. played for Atletico and just he played just one year and then he went to to Italy and he became this monster at Torino. Let's see now in, in Juventus where they always had those amazing defenders. I'm really hoping that he does well and gets to the Brazilian team because we we don't want players to go play for Italy anymore, you know? Like oh, Italy will take him. We'll, we'll take him. Well, yeah, no. Him. Of course if they, if they, they can they they yeah. take. But I I believe that the next year after the World Cup he he's going to play for Brazil. Did did you see did when Kaká left, did you see him becoming the superstar that he was? Uh, uh, no, no, not really. Uh, I I really believe he was going to 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 do well, but this level, I mean, he we we could see he was special here in São Paulo when he started. Uh, he did amazing things with twenty years old, but to reach the levels he did, it, it was really hard to 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 anticipate. He he grew he, in a in a crazy way. Yeah, he was. He was as brilliant as, you know, Rivaldo, Ronaldinho, those yeah. guys, but he's still just different. And he's, yeah, his ability uh, to to just accelerate past players mm -hmm. it just made everything look easy. 
you know, because with with, with yeah. yeah with with Ronaldinho you get the flair right you get the showtime we get the 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 YouTube video you know you can you could watch every video and Kaká was just straightforward yeah. and the, uh, heads up and and, and yeah. view to the goal yeah. there was not yeah. an uh, I, I don't believe there's such thing as an unnecessary dribbling because but, but he was not that guy you know he was just he, he accelerated and you gave him and, and, and when he started you just couldn't catch it there's a goal he scores against Argentina in 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 London you know on one of those friendlies and he get the ball like from the from the, his area and he crosses the field running and accelerating and he scores I believe it's one of the, his greatest goals but uh, everything he did in this time at Milan and so uh, why didn't he go far that he, he didn't do well at Real Madrid he started having physical issues um, uh, um, and for for him if, if he wasn't top of this game in in, in this case it was hard for him but uh, uh, the, also the, the 2010 World Cup he was not in his best shape already so uh, and in, in, in 2006 when he could be an amazing World Cup he had he had uh, unmotivated stars around him and uh, can you believe it Brazil went to the 2006 World Cup with Kaká, Ronaldo, Ronaldinho and Adriano uh, all, all those players together, but they, they they were just not there yet. They 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 didn't prepare as well. Ronaldo reached the World Cup with like a hundred kilos, and it, 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 they they just did a bad World Cup because I, I don't think they they took it very seriously. It was a really pity because one year before in in twenty oh twenty oh five Brazil wins the Confederations Cup four one with Argentina in the final and. It was an amazing team to watch. And Kaká was there. Kaká did a, a great uh, competition. But it, it wasn't meant to be. But Kaká deserved another Champions League medal. In, in I believe I, I, I believe in, in 2005, in the Istanbul defeat uh, with Liverpool, it was one of his greatest matches, the final, the 3-3. The uh, there, there's this ball he, he, he gives to Crespo to score from... Oh, from pass, yeah. From, pass. from downtown. Whoa. It's, uh, how, how did it, he decide that pass? And I don't believe still that happened, but it, it was one of the, his best matches. Mm, mm. Where Where is he now? Do you know? Kaká is he? Oh, Kaká, Kaká just stopped playing. He's studying. He he wants to be involved with football in football. in, yeah. in with some the, way. With his, so with his brain, you have to think yeah. he'll be involved yeah, yeah. somehow. Yeah. So Let, two, let's two see, other, let's see how. Yeah, two other Brazilians, and of course we've got uh, Falcao, the King of Rome, yeah. and also mm -hmm. while we're in Rome, we've got Cafu as well. Cafu, yeah, yeah. Any yeah. Memories of well, that too? Yeah, oh, Cafu is the is the captain in in, in 2002. So uh, he, he played Cafu played three World Cup finals. Can you believe it? To one to try, one one person to play in three World Cup finals like he did. So he he's a legend here, of course. And 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 I remember Italians call him the Pendolino because he just went up and down, <laughs> and, and he never got tired. And what he did for Roma and then for Milan, uh, of course we we remember. Oh, oh he's that that's. Just five World Cup winning captains in Brazil, and he, he's one of them. So he, he's got to be special. And with Falcao, um, unfortunately, I didn't get to see because I'm from the, uh, from 1980. So when when he stopped playing, as as I was I was starting to follow football, so I didn't get to see him live. But of course, I know the history, and and, and then he became a very respected analyst here, and he he had some stints as coach, but his career didn't take off, so he stopped. 
but he's he's a very intelligent guy. Uh, I remember more a Careca because he played with Maradona and 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 when when I started to see football, Careca won the the league here in São Paulo in the in the '86, and a few months later he went to São Paulo. And the teams agreed to do a, a friendly, uh, São Paulo against Napoli, and and it was broadcast live here in, in free TV. So we watched it, and, and then Careca went to Napoli, and they became great friends, Careca and Maradona, because Careca was an, an amazing num number nine. He's he's uh, really deserving uh, of his this tradition of Brazilian great number nines, and it was a partnership. Uh, Careca, they, they were close friends until until Maradona's death. They they stayed in touch, and Maradona came to. Brazil and Careca went to visit him. It was a bond uh, beyond the, the partnership on the field. They became really good friends. And 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 Careca, uh, like we watched the games here for uh, of Napoli, and the commentator uh, he was called Silvio Luiz, and he started calling Careca Carecone, like he was Italian. <laughs> and so when he scored, he said Carecone. And so I remember, I really remember Careca playing there, and he was very good. But I remember other Brazilian players doing well at that time, of course. Casa Grande, which he was, he played for for Ascoli, and then for Torino. I remember the 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 UEFA Cup '92 final, Ajax Torino, and he scored the two goals in that final, and and he just played amazing. And and now I happen to be in touch with him. He he worked for another TV uh, until the the other year, but he really enjoyed his his time in Italy too. Well, Well, uh, and other players, you know, Junior who played for Pescara and Torino, he, uh, he he still watches the Torino games and and he sends message. Whoa, I'm I'm watching the Torino game. He he and Junior and Casagrande they always. Whoa, I'm I'm watching, and it's really it's really cool that because uh, those players from that time uh, they came back to Brazil and they still follow the teams. Mm. Uh, there's this there's this forward called João Paulo. He played for Bari, and he's like one of the most great greatest idols for body because because he played in the Serie A back then and and he still remembers body and he follows body and and, and they, they they get these connections you know they, yeah, they really still awesome, follow the it? teams they play yeah, and, and really awesome. even 30 years after they still want to know about the teams and and they go to Italy and and that's cool about Italian teams They they know the they know their history you know the the fans know their history and uh, uh, even if some some people didn't see this uh, uh, any 20 year old guy a 30 year old guy he won't remember the those players on the pitch but when they come back they they are respected they 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 get those uh, they they are appreciated you know so uh, it's very cool to to come from another country and to become so so respected in a, in a in a team. Yeah, like you mentioned too, because a lot of the Brazilians were going to provincial teams. So, you know, you had Pescara, Ascoli, Bari, you had Zico going to Udinese. Yeah. And Socrates, yeah. when he went to Fiorentina, he 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 struggled on the on the field, but he loved life yeah. in Italy, you know, and they still <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe he loved too much life in Italy <laughs> because it didn't work out for me. But, uh, well, so so Socrates is, uh, was a bon vivant, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But all those, he, he all liked, those teams, uh, um, like, you, like you mentioned, you know, like they returned to those areas, be it Pescara or mm -hmm. Ascoli or to, or Turin to go to, to Torino. Yeah. And they're still remembered for what they did, even if they were only there for one year or two uh, years. 
I I I still talk to to Amoroso because he works with us, and he 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 loves Udine loves Udine. He played with Biroff and that crazy Udinese side from the from the end of the nineties. And he 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 can't he can't put feet on Udine because they 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 just don't have let him walk. <laughs> and, and he jokes, "Oh, I I don't pay for any meal in Udine because <laughs> oh, you're Amoroso. I know you're not paying." Yeah, Balbo, there's another one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rock yeah, for yeah. Udinese. Yeah. I just wrote a um a greatest eleven team of, for the gentleman. Uh, I saw, I saw. And, yeah. You, yeah. And you, I, you, I you had also in my original team, but then I crossed him out because I ended up picking uh, Balbo. <laughs> I can't have two Brazilians, yeah. I needed to swap it up a bit. Oh yeah, in Brazil you get a fight if you if you like a Brazilian out <laughs> to put an Argentina. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, well, it's it's um yeah, it's been awesome. Thanks so much for your your time today, um, Leonardo. I really appreciate it, and yeah, hopefully we'll get you back on soon to talk some more culture. But yeah, thanks for coming on the show and thanks for chatting about some of your your work and your memories and your history. It's much appreciated. It's my pleasure, Frank, and congratulations on the podcast. I I really like it and hope to to catch up soon. Oh, that's great. Thanks again. That was a fantastic conversation with Leonardo, really entertaining. And it's so great to get uh, an insight from somebody on the other side of the world of on Italian football and, and, and the Brazilians in Italy and those of the past and the present. Uh, thanks very much for listening to the show. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast where you can. Every little bit helps. Uh, take care, everyone. Enjoy your culture.